You're listening to The Treatment Room with Tess and Lauren, the podcast by estheticians for estheticians and those who seek to learn about their own skin from a professional's perspective. We're diving into our whys as licensed skincare therapists, sharing in our career journeys and separating the gimmicks from the real heroes in skincare. Welcome to The Treatment Room. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the treatment room. This is Lauren. I'm going to be doing a little solo episode today. So I wanted to talk about um, just kind of areas in the skincare industry that you can, you know, grow your career into that isn't just the traditional esthetician doing facials in your treatment room all day long. So If you guys have listened to my personal episode about my journey and where I started, where I am today, and kind of the ups and downs of my of my career in this industry, you'll know that I started out super young. I was 18 years old when I started esthetician school. And I started out just as everybody does, going into a spa, doing treatments and facials and And I loved it. It was great for the time when I was doing it. However, there came a point for me when I became really overwhelmed. And, you know, there were, uh, being so young, there were multiple things going on for me just in that time that were kind of counterintuitive to what I was doing in the treatment room. So not to say that I was not good at what I was doing, because I do really take pride in my work in that area of my life. However, just being so young and going straight into esthetician school, I kind of wanted to experience other things in life, such as going back to school and doing the four-year university thing. So Um, I wanted to talk to you guys basically about if you find yourself in that situation where you think, oh my gosh, I've gone to school, I got my license, I'm doing facials, and this doesn't feel like it's it for me. You know, you still love the industry, but just the everyday doing facials um, and treatments isn't really fulfilling you in the way that you thought it would. So um, basically... I'm just going to get started. So when it comes to this, just being an esthetician in the treatment room and working on clients, there's so many positives to it. You get to really have that connection with your clients and you get to be able to be in person with them. You get to feel their skin, you get to work on their skin and you get that reward of seeing their skin change and seeing them change with it and, you know, seeing their confidence rise and just overall how that changes a person really, really, really is so fulfilling. And that is something that I will never forget about doing facials all day, every day. It was the connection that I had with my clients was such an amazing thing. And it was so fulfilling in so many ways that I, I mean, I, I miss it to this day. I really miss it. I had the best time, even though at that time in my life, I knew that I needed to move on from it. Um, being there in that moment 
and doing facials, having that connection and really working with people and serving them was, was amazing. So, however, with that for me became, um, it became very emotionally draining. Um, Tess and I have talked in other episodes about the emotional aspect of, of doing facials and connecting with your clients because it is a very vulnerable position for your clients to be in. And once they really, you know, go into that and they feel comfortable, that treatment room can really be like a therapy room. So it, for me, got really, really, really and just emotionally draining. I consider myself to be an empath. So I really feel what others feel. And I had a lot of experiences with clients where they would come in and, you know, tell me, tell me what was going on in their life in a very, very, very emotional way. Like the deepest things that were going on with them one that I will never forget was um, a girl that came in and she, it was actually her first appointment with me. And she came in and told me about a miscarriage that she had because um, we were talking about hormones and how I tend to get um, ovarian cysts. And she had the same thing. And I believe she had endometriosis or something similar to that. So she was telling me about that. And um, it led into her telling me about her, um, sorry, it wasn't a miscarriage, it was an abortion. And she hadn't told anybody. She had gotten pregnant um, with a guy that she had maybe gone out a couple times with and really didn't know him that well. She certainly wasn't at the point where she wanted to have a child with him. So she told me about this and I was the only person in her life that she had told. Not her parents, not her, the guy that was the father. Um, I was the only person because in her culture, um, abortions were frowned upon and And of course, even just being pregnant with somebody that you weren't married to, that also was frowned upon. So taking that in was, um, you know, it was very, it was pretty overwhelming for me. And not to say that I wish she didn't tell me, I am so glad that she felt safe in that moment that she could tell me. And I'm so glad that I was able to provide that release for her so that she could tell someone, get it off her chest and not risk, you know, a negative reaction. So I'm so glad that I could have provided for that for her. So, um, so it was amazing. It's great that people can have that outlet and that they can, you know, just have that space and that safe place. However, for myself at that time in my life, having experiences like that more regularly became just overwhelming and draining. So I knew that at that time in my life, I wanted to move forward and um, I still wanted to be in the skincare industry. However, I wanted to go back to school and 
have that experience. All of my friends from high school pretty much went straight to a four-year university or they were at a community college and preparing to transfer. So I knew that I wanted to make that switch. So I I went back to school um, to a community college and was able to go to school and still do facials at the same time, which was honestly phenomenal because I was able to do facials and do my treatments and still connect with my clients and had my schooling as something that I saw as a path forward, a growth opportunity, which I loved. So From there, I, of course, transferred to UCLA, as I mentioned, and got my degree after a couple years. So from there, I've zigzagged in and out, and I've been, you know, a spa concierge. I've been a wholesale account manager. I've been a national account manager, an educator, and, of course, an esthetician as well. As the years have gone on, I've maintained that. So what I wanted to talk to you guys about is just a couple ideas of if you find yourself in that position, whether it be a few years down the line or you know, you're in school and you're thinking, okay, maybe facials aren't for me. So, And I don't want anyone to feel any shame in that because there's nothing wrong with changing your mind, with growing, with wanting to, to change it up, you know? I, for a long time, felt a lot of shame in that, that I hadn't stuck with facials forever. I felt shame in that because I was like, this is what I went to school for. This is what I'm passionate about. Why don't I like it as much as I wanted to? So, and of course, as I've done my soul searching and everything of that sort, I've, I've come to realize within myself that It's not that I didn't like it. It was just that at that time in my life, it didn't serve me in the way that I needed it to. So anyways, no shame in any of it. If you change your mind, you want to, you know, branch out, grow a little bit, do something different, by all means, explore it. So without further ado, here's um, just a few areas where I think you can still be in the skincare industry, but in a different way and in a way that might suit you better than another. So the first one being working at a spa that is in like a resort chain or a hotel or something of that sort. So the reason that I bring this up is because there's a lot of area for movement and growth within a resort. So I used to work for Hyatt and I started there as a spa concierge. So basically I was at the front desk, taking appointments, scheduling estheticians, advising clients on what treatment they want. Um, So that's where I started. And working there kind of showed me that there is so much, you know, area for growth in the resort industry. They, for the most part, they tend to hire or sorry, promote from within, which is great. So, you know, if you start out as a spa concierge or even as an esthetician there and you prove yourself and you, 
you know, realize, okay, I think I'd like to move into more of a managerial position. You have so much opportunity for that, whether it be at the spa that you're currently at or at another property. Say if you're in San Francisco and you think, oh, I think I would like to apply to this position at the same hotel chain, but in San Diego, you have so much opportunity that you can do that. And they really, um, at least at Hyatt, they really did support your growth and um, wanted you to succeed within their corporation. So from there, of course, you can go all the way up to spa director, which personally I think would be a great, great job. There is a lot of um, interpersonal with that. So you, of course, have to work with a whole team of estheticians and massage therapists, spa concierge, receptionists, I mean, all that stuff. But you still have a hand in being the decision maker as far as what product lines come in, um, what services you offer, all that good stuff. So working within a resort, I think is a really awesome way to be in the industry and just have area for growth and improvement and to change it up if you, if you feel like that would suit you better. So Next up, I wanted to talk a little bit about working for a skincare company so or a brand. So this is currently what I do. Um, I work for a device company as a national account manager. So with this, I do a lot of sales, but I also do a lot of support with spas and resorts throughout the country. So I do a lot of events with them. I get to do little facial events with them. So where we do little demos on um, clients that come through the spa. And I also work with them on how to grow their business, how to grow their sales, and how to recommend these products to, to their clients and who would be suited for the device, who might not be. And um, you get to really work with spas and resorts and spa directors and you get such, I mean, how do I explain this? You get such a cool view of the industry. It's almost like a bird's eye view because you get to see what the trends are and what's going on in, say, the resort industry or the med spa industry or the day spa industry. You really get a great hand at just seeing what's going on throughout the whole industry. So I've really loved it. Um, I do also get to go to a lot of trade shows, which is really fun because, again, you get to go and see the new technologies, the new product lines. You get to meet with people that you might not have otherwise gotten to meet. And it really just expands your view and your knowledge and your experience within the industry. So I love it. I think it's great. If you're a little more business focused, this is a great um, career path if you're looking up looking to change it up a little bit. So next up, um, I wanted to talk about education. So this is something that I'm kind of moving more into. In my role as an account manager, I'm adding this on. So I do a lot of education. As an esthetician, I feel like I can talk to other estheticians really well, especially having worked in a spa for so long. I really feel like I understand what estheticians are looking for. And, um, you know, I just have that experience that we can 
um, come together on. So, so with education, you can do one of two things. You can work for a product company where you would do like what I do and you train on the product, um, with spas and estheticians. Um, you can also work at a school. And so you could be an instructor at an esthetician school, whether it be like, you know, the, the 600 hour course or 800 or whatever it is, wherever you are. If you wanted to be a little more specific, you can go into continuing education and you could train on lasers or, you know, advanced modalities, just whatever you feel like you really enjoy. Um, so this, as far as an education role, really gives you that interpersonal as well. So you get to be in contact with people and you get to talk about the products and talk about who they're great for and who they're not so great for. And you get to watch people learn and understand and then implement what you've taught them. And that's truly amazing as well to see other people succeed. So Lastly, um, you could, of course, being an esthetician, being in treatments, you can graduate from that and open up your own practice. You know, you could have your own room where it's just yourself and you have total autonomy, or you could graduate from that even, own your own spa and have a team of people that you um, guide and help to grow their career as well. That can be super, um, super fulfilling as well. So basically my whole point in this is just to let everybody know, especially our girls that are still in school, you can do so many different things with this license and it's something that you should keep up and keep instated for the rest of your life. So even though I haven't been actively practicing facials in a spa for a little while, I have still kept up my license. I'm still actively licensed in California because I never want to lose the option. I would love to be able to do facials at some point in my life when I feel that it suits me. So you can do whatever you want. Don't ever feel ashamed of changing your mind or wanting to grow past something that you're doing now. So you can, of course, always go back to facials. And if you stay with facials and you love it, oh my gosh, more power to you. Absolutely. Keep doing it. Do what feeds your soul and do what you feel is the best for you on a personal level. So, because as we talked about in our, one of our previous episodes, if you don't fill your own cup, you can't fill anybody else's. So that's my little two cents. I just wanted to chat quickly about that. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any questions about um, anything that I've talked about today. So I hope everybody is having a great week and has great plans for the weekend. And let us know what you think. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.